You have to decide to be happy. You've got to make your mind up that this day that I'm going to expect something good to happen today. That's what hope is. I'm expecting something good to happen today. I get up and I have so much hope for the day. I have so much anticipation for a good day. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer. Right off the bat, I want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for, you know, whatever you're listening on YouTube or you're listening in the car or you're listening while you're getting your hair done, or your makeup done, or however you are listening, thank you. Because without you, I wouldn't be doing so well on this podcast as far as ranking goes. So I just appreciate that. I appreciate your rating and your reviews. I appreciate you sharing this. Wanted to say that right off the bat so that I I don't forget. <laughs> Listen, I mean, your girl here has a head injury, all right? I forget things if I don't write them down. Uh, look, I mean, it's all the time. It's a to-do list constantly. I always keep a pen and paper nearby. Well, today we're going to talk about something that is, uh, well, controversial. I don't think it's controversial because if you are offended by what I'm getting ready to talk about, you're the one that needs to hear this, but I'm not offended by it. And my dad, my parents have been teaching us this since we were young. And so I've always, I've always accepted this as a possibility of what I'm getting ready to tell you. And I always do a gut check and I'm always doing an attitude check and a heart check and making sure that, that I'm not in this boat. So if you are triggered, well, triggered, I don't think that's the right word, but if you're offended and you're like, well, I tell you what, that Christy, blah, blah, blah. Then this, then this is for you. Then this is the podcast you need to hear. So buckle up. It's about to go down. All right. And in, in the words of Kevin Hart, it's about to go down. The name of the podcast is Maybe the Problem is You. Maybe the Problem is You. There's this funny story about this woman who came to her pastor and she was getting ready to get married for the seventh time, as in five, six, seventh time. And she said, Pastor, I need you to pray that this husband, that this next husband is going to be the one who treats me nice and, and is, is, you know, it's going to do everything I want and it's going to be the one that the right one. And he said, I'll tell you what, you are the common denominator in all of these failed marriages. Maybe you are the problem. Possibly. It, this could be you. Possibly. You could be the problem here. There's nothing I hate worse than a victim. Ooh, I can't stand the victim. That's not the way we were raised. My dad, I remember my dad specifically teaching us girls. Carrie and I are, we have a little sister who is, does not, is not at all like us. And she's the ultimate victim. She's always, something's always happening to her and it's always everybody else's fault. So she didn't learn this lesson, but Carrie and I, learn this lesson. I remember my dad specifically saying to us, when it seems like you've got a problem, is it seems like everybody's got a problem or you've got a problem with everybody, then there's a very good chance the problem is you. 
And that's what I'm saying to you right now. Maybe you are the, maybe you are the problem. Because it's nobody's job to keep you happy. Did you know that? Did you know that? It's nobody's job to keep you happy. It is not your spouse's job. It is not your partner's job to keep you happy. It is not your kid's job to keep you happy. Your boss's job is not to keep you happy. Your pastor's job is not to keep you happy. It is not your mother-in-law's job to keep you happy. It is nobody's job to keep you happy. So if you're unhappy with your life, it is your responsibility to change. There's a lady I knew then, well, there's a lot of people that, that I could use for an example. There's a lady I knew that was part of the Code Red lifestyle for a long time, a lot, many years, and she lost 100 pounds with us, and I haven't heard from her in a long time, in a year or so. That usually means that she's gained back her weight, and I knew that she was struggling with it. And she, her biggest problem on, when it came to keeping her weight off it was she was so angry with her family, her husband and her son, because they always ate junk food. And she was not, you know, she wasn't allowed to or chose not to, or that wasn't part of the Code Red lifestyle. You know, we don't believe in cheat meals or cheat days, or that we don't subscribe to that way of thinking. We don't use food as a reward or a punishment. We just don't. We just don't. That's not our way of thinking. And she was always so angry. Why do they get to have that? Why do they always get to have nachos and pizza and beer and soda and cake pops and Pop-Tarts? Why do they? And I can't have it. Well, you can. You absolutely can. You choose to be healthy and, and thin. You choose to, to be 100 pounds down. You choose to be 140 instead of 240. That's the bottom line. But she didn't see it that way. She was mad at them all the time. It was their fault that she was gaining her weight back. It was their fault that she was not able to stay in maintenance. It was their fault that she was struggling. It was their fault. And that's truly what she thought. And a lot of people that say to me, they'll go, well, I'm, I put some weight back on, you know, it's, they'll all say this. Everybody says this. I mean, it's my fault. I take responsibility for it, but you know, we went camping every weekend of the summer and then my grandbabies came and they wanted to roast marshmallows over the fire and then they wanted to make s'mores. And of course I had to eat them. So everybody says I take full responsibility for my actions, but there's always that but. I can tell you with Code Red, running this company at the size that I am now and the rapid rate of growth, and I have a lot of subcontractors and I have a lot of people that there's a lot of moving parts with Code Red behind the scenes that you guys don't know about. That's okay. I don't, I don't, you don't need to know about it. You know, that, that's not part of this. It's always my fault. Everything is, it is. And I'm not saying that bitterly. I'm saying that uh, truthfully. It's it, the buck stops with me. It doesn't matter that the copywriter didn't send out that email. It doesn't matter that the shipping department delayed a shipment. It doesn't matter. It all comes back down to me. And I am responsible for making it right with that customer. Now we have certain people in customer service and they will handle it, but it comes back to me. I want to be CC'd on everything. I want to keep my finger on the pulse of everything because I'm the one that's got to absorb the blows. People, you know, they, they want to make comments about, you know, me and Code Red or how much revenue Code Red's bringing in. And I've never been shy about that. I'm super proud of what Code Red's doing. 
but no, they, you know, they want to say things about Christy. No, the revenue is not the same amount as the amount that I keep. So with this, with this responsibility, with this amount of revenue comes a huge amount of expenses. And you don't, you know, you, you envy Bill Gates and you envy Jeff Bezos and you envy people that have a lot of money, but you don't understand it. It's, it, they have their set of heart as well. I mean, money can't buy ha happiness, but broke can't buy anything. So I would rather to be on this side because I've been on both sides. I'd rather be on this side, but it all comes with this set of stress. So don't envy me, please. Don't ever envy me. <laughs> don't envy me. You don't want to sit on this side of the camera. No. And, and some of you guys understand what, you know, but it's always my fault. It really is. And that's what I, that's what I subscribe to. That's what I chose. When I chose to take Code Red to the level that it is, I chose to take responsibility for all the people that work for Code Red, for all of our mentor, mentors, our coaches. You'll never see me comment under a post that says, well, the coach told me this. You'll never see me say this. Well, the coach was wrong. You know, she, she got things wrong. Blah, 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 blah. The right answer is this. I'll say, I'm so sorry for the miscommunication. The correct answer, you know, but this is what we believe. Like, I don't, I don't throw the coaches under the bus. I don't blame other people. I, you know, and then behind closed doors, you know, someone's going to get a tongue lashing or someone's going to get corrected or someone's going to get reprimanded or however it's going to work behind the scenes because everybody needs to uphold the standard of their job and that's what they're getting paid for and, and all that stuff. But ultimately, you know, we just had recently a confusion among the coaches. One of the coaches had given the wrong advice and they all talked to each other and they all agreed that this must be the correct advice. Nobody came to me. So they gave the incorrect advice and I didn't get mad at the coach. I was mad at myself because they had all thought that same information. It wasn't an, it wasn't a one-off. It wasn't an outlier. All the coaches collectively thought this was the correct answer. So guess what? That's on me. Like if it's one thing, if one coach makes one mistake of something that they got wrong, they will get reprimanded and they will get corrected and they'll, they won't go on to make that mistake again. But if all the coaches thought the same thing, then that's a lack of training on my part. At some point during the coach certification course or at some point during the uh, ongoing training that we do, I taught them wrong. I gave them incorrect information. Even though I can't remember that I did and I can't remember exactly what I said and I, I don't even know if I did or didn't, it doesn't matter. It comes back to me. Yes, it's my fault. It's my fault that the coaches have been giving that information out to clients when it's the wrong information. It comes back to me. It's my fault. I did not convey this correctly to them. Maybe you are the problem. Another story for you. There was a, a gal that I was working with hiring her for a service that I was using. And I've been using her for about three years. And every time I would see her, which was quite often, you know, every couple of weeks, she would gossip about other people and she would always be angry with somebody. She's always angry with somebody and always, somebody's always trying to do her wrong. Somebody's always trying to screw her over. Somebody's always, she's always getting in a fight with someone, you know, always getting in an argument, always a confrontation. 
You know, it was never just happy stories between the two of us. I mean, I kept my stories happy. I don't go in there and gossip, but I, but she just was, it was always anger and, and disappointment in people. And and it was never her. It was never her. It was always their fault. And this happened for three years and it was, it was the same. And I, I picked up on it quickly that, you know, I didn't want to have a confrontation with her because I knew that I would be putting, I would be put in the same category as these folks. And I'll tell you one thing I, I learned early on is there's always two sides to every story. Even if it's your sister or someone you love and you're like, I back my sister, I back my sister. The truth lies somewhere in the middle. And so I knew if I ever got on her bad side, which I really didn't want to because I needed her service, that I would be put into that same category. I know I would be talked bad about. I would be lied about. I would be trashed to other people. My reputation, you know, according to her. But I, but I, also, I also knew that because she had trashed everybody, that probably it wasn't, you know, everybody's fault. Like, you know, you got to think. When you've got a problem with dozens of people, every other week and it's constant come on you are the common denominator the problem is probably you sure enough we had our confrontation we had a confrontation about something that was a misunderstanding i apologized three times and yeah you know it it couldn't get resolved just a miscommunication just a misunderstanding that couldn't be resolved and guess who got to be the bad guy this girl yeah so i sure enough just like i had thought i was trashed i was gossiped about i was you know questioned and i was my name was smeared you know and i never said anything publicly i'm not going to i'm not going to do that cuz i get that anyway from people and people want to say what they think you know and and i if the problem is always with somebody else then the problem is probably with you i learned early on people when my boxing career was really at its peak and I was getting a lot of press and I was really kind of a, a crowd favorite and I was getting, you know, I was getting a lot of interviews and I was getting a lot of TV time because, you know, it's one thing if you can fight, but if you're, can pretty, if you're pretty and you can fight and you can speak to the press, you get a lot of attention and that, that's the name of the game when it comes to boxing. And there are people that came forward and said, yeah, I dated Christy. You know, I dated Christy and I was like, I don't even know this guy. Yeah, she was, you know, we dated and she blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't even know this guy, you know, and I'm not a celebrity. I'm not like that. But I imagine that the A-list celebrities and the people that are in Hollywood movies, you know, the Angelina Jolie and the Brad Pitts and the, the big the big time stars, you know, the, the Tom Hanks and stuff. I mean, it's just constant. They just get people that say crap about them all the time. And you just learn to not believe any of it. You just learn to not believe any of it. But if you find that you're always mad at people and you're always upset, you're always threatening people. You know, I I know another guy that's a longtime family friend and he's always saying, I almost, you know, I almost smacked him upside the head. I mean, that to me is mortifying. I mean, if something is so bad that you almost actually physically assault somebody, then that's pretty serious. But it never came to that, you know. And he never threatened, like, I told him to shut the F up. And I'm thinking, you did not. You didn't say that, you know. And so you just learn to not take people seriously. You just learn to, like, nah, they're just lying. When someone says that over and over and all the time, you know. But this is someone who had a problem with everybody. So you, you learn to tune them out. You learn to tune them out. Maybe the problem is you. You have got to wake up in the morning. No matter what is, and I realize like if, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, but moms, you control the household. You control the tone. You control what your kids do. Yes, you do. No, no. Listen to me. Yes, you do. I don't 
I don't, I, l- listen, moms, unless your kids are paying rent and they're over the age of 18 and you've got some sort of a contract or agreement with them or whatever, they don't get to dictate how you run your household. That's the bottom line, moms and dads. That's the bottom line. You run the show. So when you get up in the morning, my mom was always in a good mood. Always. My mom was never in a bad mood. My dad was never. They didn't conflict with each other. They didn't butt heads. If they did, they did it in private. We never heard it. My mom was never nasty. But if she was ever, like, maybe had a headache or something, she never took it out on us. But we could sense it. You know, so moms, your kids can sense it. Your kids can sense it. And dads, too. If you're listening to me and you're a dad, your kids can sense the that you are upset. You set the tone of your house. When your feet hit the floor, there better be a smile on your face. Be thankful that your feet hit the floor. There are a lot of people that don't that, that have legs that don't work. And they don't get to just, you know, it's so much trouble for their feet to hit the floor because they have to get into a wheelchair, wheel themselves to the bathroom, lift themselves off the wheelchair, onto the toilet, go to the bathroom. They didn't have to wrestle with their wheelchair, get back in the wheelchair, go back to bed. Believe me, you have so much to be thankful for. And yet you wake up so grumpy and so mad at the world. And you're the one with the problem. It's not your kids. It's not your spouse. It's not your pet. There are no bad dogs out there. There are no bad pets, only bad humans that don't know how to properly train them and give them the exercise that they need. If you've got a dog that's pooping in the house, that is on you. If you've got a dog, listen, I have Vince. I talked about him on last week's podcast. Vince is, um, I ha- I'm having some behavior problems with him and I don't blame him at all. It's on me. I've got to learn how to be a better dog mom. I've got to learn the technique to correct this behavior. Moms and dads, same thing with your kids. You set the tone of your household and you don't put up with anything. This is the way our house runs. This is what is expected of you. I love you, but I am not your friend. I'm your parent. I expect you to get up. I expect you kids to make your bed. I expect you to respect the the things in your room, your clothes, the things that have been purchased by you. And mom's And dads, if you set the tone of your home, instead of just letting everything get you so angry, decide, decide to be happy. There's crap going on in your life. There are are viruses that are making people sick. It's not fair. You know, maybe you're vaccinated and the other person that got your kid sick isn't vaccinated or whatever the situation is. You're angry with that person. You have to decide to be happy. You've got to make your mind up that this day that I'm going to expect something good to happen today. That's what hope is. I'm expecting something good to happen today. I get up and I have so much hope for the day. I have so much anticipation for a good day. I get up, it's dark because I get up really early in the morning, 4.30, 5 a.m. And I'm outside with my dogs. Right off the bat, we're either walking or running. And I look up at the stars. Thank you for this clear sky. Thank you that we don't have any fires going on. Thank you that my legs are so strong and that my back does not hurt because I have a lifetime of back problems. Thank you that there's air in my lungs. Thank you. I mean, there's a smile on my face when I'm walking because I choose to be that way. I don't choose to focus on, on, on Vince's behavior problems. Every time my dog walks by and he's restrained, I'm having him on the leash. He just, he just fights me and he wants to go to that dog. And I'm like, no, we're going to walk this way. You don't get to have your way every time. But I refuse to let that get me down and get me upset. 
I'm not going to focus on that. I'm going to focus on the good things. Maybe the problem is you. I'm not even going to say maybe. I mean, the, the problem is probably you. You have the ultimate choice. You control the last eight inches from here to here. If your dad's in the hospital and you're stressed out, you choose to go to the vending machine and eat the Twinkies out of it. That was your choice. Don't blame it on your dad being in the hospital. Don't do that. Don't do that. If your son just got suspended from school, your choice was to open up the bottle of wine and to drink three glasses because you were stressed and upset. That was your choice. You just use alcohol to deal with your stress, which is what we do not do on Code Red. We don't deal with food, alcohol, or sugar to deal with our stress. But you chose it. That's 100% on you. Well, I'll tell you what. Oh, my gosh. People in the and oh, people say that's like that. They, this is what they say to me. They say this is not an excuse, but eh, bah, 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 bah. no, that's exactly what this is. This is not an excuse, but bah, 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 bah. just tell me. I forgot to turn my weight in uh, because I was camping and I had no s- cell phone service. Don't say this is not an excuse, but I was camping and I had no cell phone service. Like you know, like you know. Or this is not an excuse, but I totally forgot. No, that, that is an excuse. Like, I, I just don't have, I see, I see this very black and white. Maybe you are the problem. And maybe this is pretty hard to hear. If Carrie were with me right now, she would tell you the story about she was going through a tough time. And I said, you, you sound just like a victim. You sound just like a victim. And people that are victims, not like her, because she recognized it immediately and then she changed her attitude. But people that are true victims, like my other little sister, who's a true victim and has been for her entire life, has blamed everything, all of her problems on her own, on everybody else, all of her own behaviors on everybody else, and nobody's helping her and nobody understands. Blah, blah, blah. Those true victims, like that they've spent a lifetime being a victim, they don't even see it. They don't even see it. They don't even, I bought my little sister a brand new car a few years ago, brand new Volkswagen Passat, brand new. She acts like ain't nobody's ever done nothing for her. I mean, $14,000 car, that's what I, you know, and it's just, but she doesn't even see that. She doesn't see that that was part of the many things that our entire family has done for her. No, she just constantly complains that nobody ever does things for her. So that's an example. I don't mean to trash my family. I'm just giving you an example. I'm, I'm real. I'm honest. I, I want you to know that I get what you're going through. And by me being vulnerable with you, then hopefully you, under, you see that I understand and that, look, I lived through some crap back in New York City when the, when the market crashed and I lost all my clients. I lived there for five years. I lived there for 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009. In 2009, I just, the market had gotten so bad and I lost all my clients, my high-end clients. And I ended up, I couldn't afford to live in, in New York City anymore. I lived at uh, 100th and West Broadway. And it was a great apartment. So I subletted my apartment. They wouldn't let me out of my lease. I subletted my apartment. And the person didn't make the payment. And so I had to make the payment. Well, I didn't call up the rental company and say, they didn't make their payment. No, the rental car company couldn't give a rat's fanny less. We don't care, Christy. Your name's on the lease. Cough it up. And I had to cough it up. It was horrible because I didn't have two grand a month. I was dead broke. I had just moved back in with my parents in Idaho. But I didn't blame it on them. Yes, of course, they didn't make their payment like they like their agreement said that they should. But the rental company, they don't care. They want their money. They're going to get it from me. And I can't pass the buck to them. My name's on the lease. 
End of story. Bottom line. Period. There's no other way around it. If you find yourself having a problem with all these people and all these situations and everything makes you upset all the time, it's your kids, it's your dog, it's your coworker, it's the traffic, the problem is you. You are responsible for making yourself happy. You're responsible for leaving a little bit early so that the traffic doesn't make you unhappy. You're responsible for packing your food to work in your container so that you don't cave and go to Panera Bread with your coworkers. It is on you, 100%, 100% on you. And the sooner you can realize this, the better you're going to be get to, to be in control, in control of your own happiness. Look, I mean, we all have bad days. Like Charlotte said on sex in the city, I'm not, ha- I'm, I'm not happy all day, every day, but I'm happy every day. Like, look, things are going to come and go. I mean, things are going to be like this, you know, throughout the day, little things that'll happen, you know, that kind of stuff. But overall look for the happiness because maybe the problem is you take a long, hard look in the mirror and admit because I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's just, it's nobody's job. It's nobody's job to keep you happy. And they'll never make you happy. People will fail you. The only thing that won't fail you is God. God will never let you down. God will never fail you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. People will fail you. I will disappoint you. I can promise. If I haven't already, I'm going to again. I can promise you. I had a Code Red event at the end of June. And it was one of my VIP rebels she was so mad. In fact, I think she quit Code Red, even though she paid for a $6,500 VIP program. Because after that event, when she came up to me, I gave her a hug. I took a picture with her. I talked to her just like I do every single person. And she sent a scathing email about how I didn't spend enough time with her and I was so rude. And I didn't even, you know, I, I wasn't personal. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I treated her like I treat everybody. But she was so mad. Well, you know what she was mad about? Her expectations, she put those expectations on me. She'd never met me before. She had something different worked up in her mind and I failed. I did not meet those expectations. And the reality is you'll never meet, nobody's going to meet your expectations. They just aren't. They're going to disappoint you. People will let you down and I promise you, I'll let you down. I don't mean to, I don't want to. I'll always come back and I'll always try to make it right if I know it. But you're staying mad at people. They don't even know that, that you're mad at them. They don't even care. Don't let situations steal your joy. Don't let people take your joy. You are 100% in control of your joy. You're 100% in control of how you handle things. If you find that you've got a problem with everybody, then 99.9% of the time, the problem is you. And realizing that is hard truth. Realizing that is hard. But once you do, you're going to have a whole lifetime of happiness no matter what happens to you. Thank you for watching Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I care about all of you guys. Make sure you check out our Code Red app at coderedlifestyle.com forward slash app. We're in the app store or the, what is the Android thing called? The Google store or something? You know, anyway, wherever you find apps, that's where you can find the free Code Red app. Make sure you get it. And I'll see you guys on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you're not subscribed already, please be sure to do that right now. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could do me a quick favor and rate and review this podcast. That would be just so helpful. Speaking of help, let me know if I can help you. Go to coderedlifestyle.com, check out my programs and see what we can do for you. 
Until next time, Rebel on. 